nationwide expansion of the Medicare prior authorization of repetitive scheduled non-emergency ambulance transport program is in full swing. What does that mean for those ambulance services garaged in the expansion states? We offer some insight in this latest edition of the QMC EMS Board and Collar Podcast. Hey, thanks for joining us. Welcome to the QMC Board and Collar. News and thought-provoking discussion for today's emergency medical service professional. The Board and Collar Podcast series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims, a national leader in emergency medical transportation revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, your host for today's Board and Collar Podcast from QMC's business development team, Chuck Humphrey. Well, the time has come. And unless you are Rip Van Winkle and you've been snoozing for a long, long winter's nap, I'm hoping by now that you're aware that the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS, is expanding the prior authorization of repetitive scheduled non-emergency ambulance transports, we call them RISNETs, across the entire United States. Now, if you're listening to me and you're an ambulance administrator in Delaware, the District of Columbia, Maryland, New Jersey, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Virginia, or West Virginia, and you provide RISNAT services, then you are very much aware of this program. It is you who has been the guinea pig dating back a few years as CMS tested its theory using a demonstration model, which proved to save the Medicare program approximately $550 million to date. But for the rest of you, the time has come. Beginning on December 1st, 2021, those of you with the ambulance service uh, garaged in Arkansas, Colorado, Louisiana, Mississippi, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Texas, were invited to the party. You're already part of it. Then just a few days ago on February 1st, ambulance services in Alabama, the American Samoa, California, Georgia, territory of Guam, Hawaii, Nevada, and the Northern Mariana Islands territory, along with Tennessee, were included. And coming up in less than two months, and no earlier than April 1st, if you operate an ambulance service garage in Florida, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, Puerto Rico, Wisconsin, or the U.S. Virgin Islands, prior authorization is coming fast to you. And then later this year, no earlier than June 1st, all of the New England states plus New York State, Indiana, and Michigan will begin. And then rounding out the year, and no earlier than August 1st, the final states to join the program will be Alaska, Arizona, Idaho, Kentucky, Montana, North Dakota, Ohio, Oregon, South Dakota, Utah, Washington, and Wyoming. So you're operating an ambulance service in one of the program expansion states. What does it mean for you? Well, first of all, keep in mind that in the demonstration states, the prior authorization program resulted in a reduction of ambulance transports for these RISNAP patients by 63%. And Medicare payments dropped for those same payments by 72%. What does this mean for you and your ambulance service? Well, if you're heavily involved in RISNATs as part of your operating model with patients that are potentially marginally medically necessary for ambulance transport, you will see a tightening of your cash flow from Medicare fee-for-service 
for these RSNAT transports and certainly no slam dunk in getting these transports paid for common RISNAT transport reasons, such as dialysis, wound care, and believe it or not, in some cases, radiation treatments for cancer. We highly recommend that you right now take a deep dive look into your budget and then cross-reference the frequency and the number of patients who fall into the RISNAT category and who may be on the medical necessity fence. Using the government's own numbers from their review, then factor out 72% of the reimbursement dollars you derive from these transports and ask yourself the critical question about what life for your service is going to be post prior authorization implementation. How do you prepare for this? Well, we've been asked just that question here at QuickMed Claims. The answer on the surface is simple and yet really not so simple. On the surface, may we suggest that you begin immediately to reassess each and every risk that patient you transport. To assess properly, you'll need to establish a dialogue with the patient's primary physician, most likely the facility where they reside, and then collect every single piece of medical necessity evidence you can get your hands on. <clears throat> Whatever documents are gonna prove that person's need for transport by ambulance you need to get your hands on. It's this medical necessity information now you'll ultimately be required to submit to Medicare along with your written request to receive a provisional affirmation of coverage. Note, this is not a guarantee of payment. And for prior of the authorization of your series of transports, and the series is 40 round trips over 60 days or 81-way trips. You know, it's important to note this because we are accustomed in EMS to relying on the physician certification statement or the certificate of medical necessity and the patient care report or the PCR in the field as the definitive documentation. However, the prior authorization process requires that we collect other collaborating medical necessity documentation to make the case as to why the Medicare administrative contractor or the MAC should issue that provisional affirmation. Without this additional documentation, again, not the run sheet, not the PCS, although they can be pieces, there will be no prior authorization provisional affirmation issued by the MAC, which will result in your risk that's being suspended in the adjudication process pending prepay review. Folks, the word here is prior. And having said all of what I just went over, I want to close out this discussion by simply stating and making clear that this is a prior authorization. If you look in the dictionary, prior is defined as coming before in time, order, or importance. So as you are intaking potential RISNAT patients who are requesting to being transported by ambulance, you must begin immediately to map out how you will gather the necessary information and then submit the prior authorization request to the Medicare administrative contractor. Each MAC has a form and either an electronic or fax or snail mail avenue to submit the request form for consideration. This process must be completed prior to beginning the transport and then after each 60-day period. If you miss, it can result in your completing multiple risk nets 
with no means of collecting from Medicare fee-for-service for these transports, which over time adds up to potentially large amounts of lost reimbursement dollars. And that, folks, wraps up our discussion of the prior authorization expansion in this edition of our QMC EMS Board and Collar podcast. Do check out our other many episodes today. We'll see you again soon. But until then, be safe out there.